Welcome to the No End Here, the podcast, the only unofficial, actually, not the only unofficial, well, I guess it is the official podcast of Dumbsat Avengers, but not the only one because we also do movie reviews for our patrons and other things that we have in the works for our patrons on their podcast feed that Patreon gives out to the patrons. So I can't, I can't say only an official, and I realize that I've been wrong the last couple of times. The official, <laughs> really, I only started saying the only an official podcast of the uh, the Dumpside Adventures website because it cracked me up <laughs> that such a small little place could say we are the only an official, like anyone gives a shit. We're not tiny anymore. I would say no. we're small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when we start getting spam email in our comments section, we've made it. Or spam. Oh, yeah, spam email from yeah. Kickstarters and stuff asking us to quote unquote review things. Yeah. yeah. In other words, give us money. So, Stephen, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about The Ranger. Chris misunderstood, I think, and only looked at the old edition of The Rangers. No, I <laughs> I looked at everything up okay. to Xanthar's. Okay. So, Chris has uh, is going to explore what The Ranger used to be like, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, The Ranger as, in so much as all their different revisions that they've done. There was a revision in 2015, 2016, and then Mike Merles was working on a 2018 revision. So who worked on the first two? I have faith in Merles to actually put something decent I don't, on. but yeah. <laughs> no, I actually... Actually, I, Mike Merles gets a lot of shit thrown at him, and yeah. I'll keep up that glory, glorious tradition. See, I like Merles. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so... Uh, the ones that worked on the first two, they don't specify who did. It's just Unearthed Arcana, so Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, they're designers. I, I'm going to read the first paragraph from the 2016 uh, Revised Ranger, and this basically sums up the Ranger throughout the editions. Over the past year, you've seen, an, seen us try a number of new approaches to the Ranger, all aimed at addressing the class's high levels of player dissatisfaction, and it's ranking as D&D's weakest class, by a significant margin. Unfortunately, I think that sums up the Ranger since its inception. And yeah, like I, I've based off of past editions, I've never heard that there was like a high liking for the Ranger. But I, I, I could be wrong since I never played way back when. Well, two things: one, in one E, it's not the worst class. The Illusionist, by far, is the stupidest I'm aware thing that you hate the Illusionist that they ever did. Why make a magic user that literally has no good spells? But the ranger, the I think the starting point for the problem with the ranger was, as we discussed many times, the original game was a dungeon dive. Mm-hmm. Rangers don't do well in dungeons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they get sad when they can't see the sun. Yes, pretty much. I mean, did did they have beast companions back then? No, uh, no, okay, not in one e. They did in 2E, kind of. We can get into that. So, yeah, I mean, the Ranger was useful when you were getting to the dungeon. But, I mean, things like, you know, tracking. Tracking was a big part of a Ranger. Okay. Outside, you have a 90% chance to track something. Someone, something. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty good. Unless you're, like, one of the guys in our last campaign who got lost every time. Once you get into a dungeon cave those kind of things it drops immediately to 65 percent and it just kind of spirals downhill from there based on you know if the creature you're tracking you lose you know you 
you start off tracking more than three rounds after you've last seen him. You have to have seen him, you know, depending on what kind of terrain. If you're going into somewhere that is like a stone floor, it drops down. I mean, it drops all the way down to like 25%. It's, it really hurts the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, no, I do have to point this out because we talked about this. There isn't like a favorite enemy kind of thing like you get in the later editions, but rangers apparently really despise certain creatures which they put into the giant class so there's a bunch that you that you really don't like and you get when you attack them on a hit you get plus one damage per level of the ranger and tell me chris what huge magnificent beast (laughs) might be classified as a giant i have i mean they're all like they're like ogre giant ogre magi even bugbear i can get around but kobold? <laughs> Kobolds are mighty at heart. They're listed in this giant class. Well, I assume it's because goblins also listed, and kobolds are cousins of goblins, which are cousins of are bug goblins. Based? Yeah, I, I think so. That's but, what. And then you know they're they're like semi cousins, so like ogres no, maybe, no. bugbears, no. And then they're like weird cousins. <laughs> Can I just tell and you? They're giants by association. <laughs> you're, you're really reaching on this one. It's uh like that that one game where uh you have to uh you know it's fuck where, where is it where you're like trying to like connect celebrities together. Oh yeah, like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's it. Now, Except it's seven degrees of giant kobolds. Yeah. Now you do get you're right. You get goblins. I just can't get around kobolds. They don't fit with anything else but well I, as our deep dive on the kobold link in the show notes showed they are cousins to goblins in the first edition which is a horrible horrible disservice to that majestic giant breed oh boy all right i don't want to go down this <laughs> this this path hey d- dragons they're giant in size i was i read an article that uh it was on reddit um it was someone was it was comments on a picture and it had two dragons adopting a kobold yeah <laughs> Oh, I think I saw that one as well. You could tell right off the bat that they weren't sure about the ranger. They really weren't. The ranger, in my opinion, was created to get someone to start using bow and arrows. Well, and and the the idea of the ranger is very uh, mixed because, I mean, we got Aragon from Lord of the Rings. He's very much a, you know, the the dashing hero who goes off on his own out into the lands. Mm -hmm. Or one of the original rangers are the type of people, like wardens, of a specific area for the king. Like, you cannot hunt in these woods or else this warden's going to kick your ass. Right. And would kill you, cut off your hand, something like that. Would uh, you consider Robin Hood a ranger? Uh, I, in the sense of D&D 5e, yes, I would consider him a ranger type, but I don't think that, I mean, he might have helped uh, give, like, the ideas to the ranger, but I don't think in the strictest sense of the word ranger that you would consider a thief a ranger. I guess so. Like, he would be, if... I see him more of a, like, if they had, he would be a fighter because he went to the wars and fought yeah. in the wars. and yeah. then came Paladin, ba- maybe? Yeah. And then came back and decided, oh, I'm level three. I'm going to take the ranger subclass. Okay. You know what I mean? That, that That's how I picture him. I was just curious. You thought. I'm going to take the, I'm going to steal from everyone subclass. Okay. That's but, but uh, cheap a- shot. according to AD&D, <laughs> you can only be good aligned. And is yeah. stealing from people really good aligned? Yeah, I know. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so... They they wanted you to use bow and arrows because nobody else really did. Uh, occasionally, you get a crossbow. Were they just shitty? No, they you know starting off it was the one class they they fell into the fighter category. Okay, 
they got knocked down to a D8 for hit points. But to start off, you got two D8s to roll, you know, you get two D8 hit die. Yeah. That's the most out of anybody, considering poor magic user got a D4. <laughs> you roll a user, use a two, you're like, I'm standing way in the back. <laughs> way, way in the back. Mr. Dungeon Master, I rolled a one. <laughs> Please don't let there be a strong wind. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Was, was like, ranged weaponry just not that good? I, nobody used it. So again, because you were in dungeons or like castles with dungeons or caves, uh, I guess like there you had like a lot of negatives, like trying to shoot past your allies to yeah. hit. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean you're in a corridor and something's coming at you. Unless you're in the front, which is not a good place to be when you're shooting arrows. Shooting past somebody in like a five foot corridor, it doesn't work. Okay. Number one, if you're in a five foot corridor and stuff's coming at you, I don't want to be in the front. Period. But <laughs> no, I'll be in the back room. Yeah, that's the magic <laughs> use. It's just like I'm out. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, I liked the idea. I thought it was great. It just didn't fit with the game at the time. So, and I had, I misspoke all this time when we were talking about this. I guess no one in the games I played ever played a ranger long enough. I just killed them. Or no one liked them enough. Oh, oh, back when you were DMing. Yeah. Because in the last campaign, level 1 to 20, we did have a ranger in the party. Yeah, okay. we did. Okay. That didn't like using a bow. <laughs> God bless you, Christian. I had always said that the ranger didn't get spells. The ranger did get spells. He got it at 8th level. Now, this is also another thing that I'm like, uh, are you overcompensating? At 8th level, you get druid spells. Okay. And you get one. You know, you only have one, basically, spell slot. And at ninth level, you got magic user spells. How does that work? Well, you touched nature. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just made no sense. And going back to your thing about they having to be good, if you did something evil, you were no longer a ranger. You were a fighter with a D8 hit die. Mm-hmm. So if your DM was a dick and you were like, I don't like that guy, I'm going to kill him, and you did something that was borderline, nah, you're not a fighter. Uh, that seems kind of harsh, although it does fit in with you know Gary's version of... Do you get all the fighter stats stuff? Yeah, but your hit points are screwed. Mm, no, that's fair. They got spells for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. And you know, wait, what? If you're now you're saying dead. it's magic user spells, not cleric spells. No, it's magic user spells. That is weird, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm coming at this from from five views perspective of magic users, like those type, like wizards and stuff. They get their power from arcane sources, whereas mm-hmm. clerics would get it from the divine. And you would think nature would be more divine focused than yeah, which it wasn't. So I mean, so if you're a ranger and you have been having shitty luck with your bow your first level you know one of your first spells is going to be magic missile (laughs) and you're just like i'm still firing arrows i'm still useful yeah the other thing and then we can move on real quickly to 2e because there's one change a couple changes here's never going to get this done (laughs) yeah here's a pain in the ass part the ranger from level one to seven you get and this is how it is for all like all fighter classes if i remember correctly you get one attack per round fair Okay. Level 15 and up, you get two attacks per round. Very cool. good. Levels 8 to 14, you get two attacks every three rounds. Wait, what? Level level 8 to 14. Two attacks every round. Yeah, you get you three beat. attacks per two rounds. Sorry, I wrote it. Oh, okay. Oh, so one of those rounds you get to do a, a, a yeah. second attack. And so as the DM, you better be paying attention. Or the player you know, is going to be like, oh, yeah, it's I'm going to use two attacks next round. Oh, no, I already used. I, it's the, no, this is the next uh, <laughs> exactly. group of uh, 
So front loading it. Yeah. So two E real real di- real quick, and then we just skip forward to to five E and all that stuff. You you forgot three. Yeah. Who cares? Three E and four E. Yeah. Um, that's not what we're talking about, anyways. No. Real interesting. This is where you start getting into the you can have a pet. There is animal empathy. And it's not so much you get a pet right away, but you have a chance for the creature basically to let you pet him. Uh, and it comes down to whether it's like, you know, a creature trying to eat you or a cow standing in a pasture. I mean, it, it, it's the beginnings of the Beastmaster. The other part that I found interesting is they really want to move you away from using the bow. When you're wearing studded or lower armor, you can use a two you can use a two handed weapon without a penalty. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah. For a ranger? Yeah. Seems a little weird. It's a blatant ripoff of Lord of the Rings Aragorn, in my opinion. Which okay. makes sense. I mean, it was a popular They stole a bunch of other things from Lord of the Rings, so why not that too? Hobbits. Which brings us to fifth edition. Best edition, one might call. We don't like uh, we don't like you three point five and four. Sorry, That's fine. Uh, I brought my book with me. Dun dun dun. Uh, they of course get spells just like way back when, but now they get it second level, which you hate. Why not just play a druid? Because this is a fighter slash druid. It's a it. So then you don't have to multi class between the two of them. Okay, is that, that better? Sense. No, but I get what you're saying. It's a. It's a cross-class that they've gone ahead and made it workable so that a fighter and druid aren't, you know, at polar ends. Yeah, but I would rather just be able to change into a direwolf and not have to shoot things with arrows. Yeah, I would. Okay, well then do that. Okay. Don't be a ranger. No, I mean, reading the... Reading Xanthar's, I liked liked the ranger much more in Xanthar's with the options you get at third level. Than the player's handbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and Xanathar's fixed a lot of the uh, the power gap between the player's handbook ranger yes. and the other classes. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, and, and a lot of people like those uh, ranger things. I still have a problem with like the basic abilities of a ranger. Yeah. But we can go into that. First off, yeah, they yeah, now have a D10. So let's actually talk about what we were going to talk about. <laughs> They now have a D10, which is the same as a fighter. I always think it's supposed to be a D8, but nope, D10. Yeah, D10 always surprises me. You sure you didn't play AD&D? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, In the womb? <laughs> of course, they get their light armor, medium armor, shields, mm-hmm. simple weapons, martial weapons. They, they're pretty much fighters, except they don't get heavy armor. Correct. Which eh, makes uh, sense. Whatever. At least they don't have the stupid druid restriction of no armor with uh, metal, yeah. even though they can wield weapons that have metal in them <laughs> but i kind of get that no um, you get that because that's how it used to be in ad and d pretty much it, it makes no sense nope totally they still use silverware i assume <laughs> plastic they forks still, well that's even worse for the they, environment they have like they have wooden forks that they just carry around in their back pocket so when they go into the inn they're like nope nope i'm good oh, no wooden forks have like the worst texture on your teeth yeah, I don't want to think about it, but I don't have anything else to hmm. come down. But then again, you're sticking metal in your teeth. That has that's weird I mean, too. Like, that's I don't know. that's what. Yeah, it's I don't odd. Know. You know, you know, it's all weird. It is pretty much. Um, <laughs> I lost my train. <laughs> Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then starting at first level, we are starting off stupid. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. 
<laughs> so we start out with uh, the favored enemy. These are, It's just a design ribbon. It's it's to make you feel good. Ooh, I have advantage on tracking certain creatures. Can speak an additional language. I have nothing going for me at first level. Does uh, speaking a different language, like, you know, you get that as a... You can take it as a... a that's that's that? more of a ribbon design. Uh, ri- ribbon design is just something that they add on for, uh, like, fluff and things like that. It doesn't have, like, big mechanical... Uh, no. Uh, purposes for the class. It just helps flavor it, and sometimes there might be something in there, like you have advantage on this type of specific role or things like that. Okay. I mean, it, w- so you're the only person in the party that speaks Infernal. You go up and you talk to the big bad guy, and you're like, "I want to, I, w- I want to talk to you," and he's just like, "I'm going to eat you." And you're like, "So glad I use this, have this ability." Uh, Time to I run. Recommend you <laughs> see the magic user win. <laughs> Squishy. He's tasty. Squishy as fuck. <laughs> Just kind of walk around so he doesn't hit you with a fireball. You're all good. It's 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 fine, but I would expect something else at first level that gives you a mechanical bonus. Instead, we go down to Natural Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Again, tracking ability that they've always kept. ribbon they just tacked on there. No mechanical benefits. I mean, it says, difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Cool. Uh, Cool. I, how, how often does that fucking come up? Never. Uh, one of my big problems is you can't become lost. Uh, why does a ranger automatically know how to get from place to place? In your favorite terrain. No, it's just uh, while traveling for... Uh, oh, I guess, yes. Yes. In your favorite... You are correct. And forests aren't all the same. Nope. It's... You know what? Fine. I'll, I'll go past that. You know it's in the middle of the forest a lot of time? Marshes. <laughs> and then you're fucked. Uh, this isn't actually a deciduous forest. This is a yeah. another... A coniferous forest. What type of forest <laughs> so, do you prefer? So you're walking through the forest. All of a sudden, you come to this giant field. And you can see it's it's surrounded by forest. But now, you can get lost. In the- uh, typically, they have jungle. And, uh, like, they separate forest and jungle. But they this, do. They just have forest. Okay. Um, but, I mean, jungles aren't the same thing as forest. When you forage, you can find twice as much food that you normally would. Because, you know, the, how many DMs are like, ooh, you're out of rations. The ranger's like, I can go get some berries for everybody. I tried doing that when we first, when I was doing my first campaign in Strathlandia, oh, where it actually like kind of did matter. And then after um, probably about three or four sessions, I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you just assume that everybody's got a little bit of beef jerky that they can. Yeah, just throw I mean, away. like, like if you guys aren't in a town when you end for the night, I might be like, so what are you guys doing for food? And you guys, oh, I still have some rations. Or like the ranger's like, oh, I have this ability. Woo. Yeah, I'm gonna go kill some rabbits. And then tracking creatures, you also learn their exact number. Like, that actually feels very much like Lord of the Rings, because I can picture it like they're going across the beautiful mountain ranges in New Zealand, and it's like, oh, the orcs are going this way, so we're going to follow, yeah. trying to get back Pippin and Mary. Yeah, because, you know, who who couldn't track a giant army of yeah. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of orcs? Like, mm, might not be able to follow all those footsteps. <laughs> oh, I can't see the path that they're going from all the blood all over the place yes. those ra- those two divots that go forward like wagons don't know what they are <laughs> so and here's the other thing that seems weird to me how do you get additional favorite terrains at sixth and tenth it's like oh all of a sudden i know how to travel in snow it's it's weird i it's like i've only ever been in this forest from levels <laughs> one through six but now i know how mountains work <laughs> it's fine i it's, it's actually, it's not fine. That no. is one of the big problems I have is that at first level, you get two ribbons. Yeah. 
for your for your class, whereas everyone else actually gets mechanical benefits. Okay. Um, you know, it's just it's annoying. Like fighter, they get a fighting style immediately, and then they get second wind so that they can heal themselves, and they don't have to rely on their shitty cleric to come heal them. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're already we're already using up too much time on random things. So that is the first pitfall that I see of the ranger and the player's handbook. Okay, here's where I don't. Okay, this going to three when you get your fight or two when you get your fighting style. This is where I have an issue. Okay, I get archery to me. Yep, perfect defense. I like that actually. Yeah, I mean that's that's the same thing as. Um, uh, fighters get they get defense. Yeah, and I think it's more important for a for a ranger just because again mental thought processes they use range weapons because I, it, they're the are they the only class where you're starting equipment you get a longbow and quiver of twenty arrows. I don't think any other class gets a ranged weapon. Uh, that, no, like no, a people bow. get no like the the fighter gets a longbow and twenty arrows, oh, or they can also get a light crossbow and twenty bolts. Like ev- everyone gets like some sort of like. Light hand crossbow or something like that. Javelin. Or javelin. I throw my javelin. Like, Like everyone gets, like, an option to do, like, a little bit of range, but not very far range. But defense, since you're limited and you're in the fighter class and you can't use heavy armor, that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Dueling. Uh, I can kind of grasp that one. I have a little bit of problem with it. Well, and it stacks with a shield, so then you're just getting plus two AC, and then you also get your plus two bonus, too. Damage. Right, and there, it's like you're going to carry a but, shield that's kind of hard to use your longbow. Well, yeah, I mean, then you have to use an action to take off the shield to use your longbow. Exactly. And then you would just take the archery feat. Right. Like, it, it kind of, like, puts you into, like, one type of fighting that you're going to do. And then two-weapon fighting? Yep. Uh, I, I, I just, maybe it's me, maybe I can't get past the mental image of a ranger being a ranged weapon character first, and a melee character second. Well, I mean, I re- remember Lord of the Rings where Aragorn had like the two swords. Well, he had a sword and a knife in his hands. Well, and he was, like, he gets the magic sword. Of course things. he's going to fight with a fucking sword. He wasn't he a also, ranger. He was. He also had like a knife in his offhand. Actually, I don't think he really ever used a shield. Nope. He had two weapon fighting and then archery. And, that, and that's kind of what he did. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. It just doesn't feel right to me for some reason. And again, it may just be my bias from the old editions. Maybe you're a shitty person. <laughs> wow! <laughs> we went from like, went from like, eh, you know, it just feels weird to just total negativity in one shot. Well, I can't wait to hear what you think about spells. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I don't like it. I just don't. And it's an overall issue I have with 5e. Why does everybody get magic? It waters down your true magic users. Your wizard, your sorcerer, your warlock. Rangers shouldn't get spells. Druids and the clerics are magic. Why does a fighter have the Eldritch Knight option? They shouldn't. This is my opinion. If you're going to play a fighter, you don't get spells. That's how... play a subclass that doesn't have spells. Yeah, but you shouldn't have the option. Well, I mean, it just makes you a crappy spell user. Yeah, but why? It's like... Because not everyone goes through the normal progressions of, I am a fighter, that's all I do. Some of them do cast spells. No, they shouldn't. They, they, and again, it's my opinion. It's I think this is going to be another rant per day. Where, oh God, where you just is. complain about spells in D&D. Or spellcasting in D&D. I can even kind of get around the rogue. I get it, like some illusion magic. But it just, oh, okay, so the rogue's fine, but the but fighter is But it still is out there. doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, 
they get spells. Well, I mean, like the fighter they don't has get magic user spells. <laughs> smart fighters have learned little tricks that they've uh, like they watch someone else do it. And they're like, that would be really useful if I knew how to do that. The next time I get punched in the face, I get when I was going through this, I was, and I get that they get druid spells, and druid spells aren't like drawing on some massive arcane knowledge. They're, no, they're pulling from on nature. nature, and I get that. It makes sense. So what I'm going to say is kind of like, meh, that's, it's semantics, but I feel like they should be able to, it should be an ability, not a spell. I think you are going to like Mike Merles' redesign in 2018. Excellent. That's, that's, that's all I'll say. I won't spoil you. I just, I feel like if they just classified it as something different than a spell, but gave them the abilities, I don't think I'd have as much issue with it. So just innately... Yeah, able it's, to cast spells. So I mean, that's what the no, barbarian no, no. does. Is most of their stuff is just innately they can they can talk to little woodland creatures and stuff. Yes. I, yeah. So you're okay with that. So they can still cast spells. <sighs> Going on. Okay. <laughs> um. You now now we get to the archetypes of the rangers, and this is where I'm going to take a moment and just say. I don't really have a huge problem with the ranger, except for the Beastmaster ranger. And we're <laughs> like, not going to spend all this time talking about the different archetypes of the ranger. I, th- I think we're just going to focus on where the issues in the ranger are. All right. My question to the audience of five is, does anybody like Beastmaster? And if you do, why? And let us know. I get a pet. I have a pet. It's a warg named I, Warg. I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's CR one quarter. Despite the fact that the ranger has one of the weakest Ooh, uh, capstone notes. abilities, yes, the the biggest problem I have with the ranger is beastmaster archetype, and to a lesser extent, their abilities that they get throughout the class. Uh, a lot of their abilities are just kind of flavor and not great, but the beastmaster is where the the class falls apart. Agreed, because you have to use your action to command your uh, your beast to make an attack. And your beast only gets one attack. And it can only do so much limited uh, 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 damage. Because it can only be up to a CR, uh, I think it's quarter. And so you... (laughs) What's the point? If you want your beast to actually be useful in combat, you have to give up your only attack. Yep. Now, it it does get better because at uh, at level 5 you get extra attack. And then at level 7, on any of your turns where your beast companion doesn't attack... You can use a bonus action to command the beast to take the dash, disengage, dodge, or help action. Which sucks, because your hunter's mark works off your bonus action. Mm-hmm. So basically, your your uh, your little animal companion is just standing there during combat like, I don't know what to do! <laughs> oh god! Just run in front of him and take that one shot for us. <laughs> like, like, it's just standing there. It's just, yep, this is fine. It's, it's like the gif of the dog in the burning house just sipping coffee. Like, this is fine. Um... Yeah, it's it just sucks. And then it, it doesn't get any better at 11th level. When you command your beast to take the attack action, your beast can now take two attacks. Yeah. Cool. Great. <laughs> yeah. It... Now, once you do have the extra attack feature, you can make one weapon attack yourself when you command the beast to take the attack action. So, I mean, they'll attack and then you get to shoot with your longbow. Sure, whatever. Yeah, it... but what level is that coming again? Uh, that's uh, fifth level for extra attack. Still. So you have two levels of an animal just... Standing around, running in circles, going, how can I help? How can I help? I'm useful. (laughs) This is what I was thinking with the Beastmaster when I was reading it. I agree. What if they added the ability for the animal to level up as you leveled up? Well, uh, we'll we'll, we'll get 
to that point. Yes. And Chris has left me to go use the restroom. I'm all alone. I really want to tell him what you just did. Well, so it's your fucking fault. We just talked for a good 15 minutes and Stephen just realized he never hit the unpause Cause button. Because you had to go to the bathroom. Oh, I'm going to have to go again. I've had like 16 cups of tea. So basically, um, the we were talking about the uh, Beast Master. Their companion can make an attack. When you have the extra attack, your companion can make an attack and then you get to make an attack. Is that what we were talking about? I believe so. Okay. We're going with it. Uh, which, it's fine, but still it limits you because your beast does not do magical Can't attacks. we just, yeah, okay, so Beastmaster sucks, move on. Yes, <laughs> Beastmaster sucks, it all sucks. Oh, and then I mentioned, oh yeah, that's right, Xanathar's I mentioned Xanathars, gun. and I said, do they overcompensate? And you said, eh, somewhat. And we yes, said, they do okay. overcompensate. I'll overcompensate in Xanathars because I have to. Mm-hmm. Because the Everybody rest hated. of the, well, the, the ranger class in the player's handbook just doesn't get the abilities that they need to get. A lot of it is just ribbons. Yep. And you can't really win if all you have is ribbons. Nope. Plus, their capstone ability sucks. Yep. All right, moving on to... 2015. Again. The Unearthed Arcana. <laughs> oh, I can talk intelligently about it now because you've already talked Yay. about it. Maybe if someone actually did their homework, I would have been... Hey, I did. I would have hit the... I did the first half of the homework. Well, I hit the unpause button. Well, whatever. You know what? I do all the homework for the deep dives. Then you go in and put your shitty little mean comments in. Do all the best additions. Sure. So... Yeah. All right. Uh, Basically, they put out a level 1 to level 5 ranger to gauge how people are going to like and there's a reason they stopped at level five. <laughs> well, uh, they get hit points at 2d6 per ranger level. And I remember complaining about the d12 being unloved. Okay, go ahead. Barbarian gets a d12. Barbarians are stupid. <laughs> They're one of the few people that doesn't get like spellcasting. Like true spellcasting. Because they can hit the living shit out of things. Well, and also their rage doesn't allow them to concentrate or cast spells. Yeah. No, that's true. I just, the first time back at 5e for the first real campaign I played in, we had a guy that played a barbarian. I was like, holy fuck, this thing's powerful. <laughs> so thank God it didn't get a spellcasting ability. So, yeah. And then I wrote that whole long article, deep dive on it, and nobody read it, so I'm sad. Oh, yeah. poor you. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, they dropped their medium armor proficiency in 2015's Ranger. Huh. Yeah, weird. Uh, but you still get all simple and martial weapons. Cool. Um, cool. 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 Yeah. So the first ability that they get, they replace their favored enemy with Ambuscade. Uh, basically, you get a turn before initiative starts. So when you guys roll initiative, you get to do either an attack or a hide action. And then uh, initiative starts. You don't get to move around or anything from what I can read. It's just free surprise round. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's not even a true surprised round because there's yeah, no surprise it, it, rounds there's it's a surprise condition right but it's basically what would happen if you had a surprise condition except you don't get to move around yeah but you, who wants to move around shoot shit well it, i mean this heavily favors archers yes and also you can't be surprised so that's nice cool uh natural explorer they get whatever fighting style they get at second level skirmisher stealth uh basically at the start of your turn you pick a creature you're hidden from and then, what? regardless of whatever you do during your turn, mm-hmm. you are hidden from them. And then at the end of your turn, you can make a stealth roll to hide from them. Okay. So, you have advantage on attack rolls, and you can pop out of a bush. bush and then jump back into the bush, and nobody can see you. Yeah. Aha! It's, it's kind of weirdly worded, but it's fine. And then, primeval awareness. We didn't really talk about that in the player's handbook. Um, I don't... 
it, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, the big thing that they included in here was instead of an animal companion, everyone, all rangers get spirit companions. And the spirit companions kind of determine what type of ranger you want to be. Are you going to be our guardian? Are you going to be a seeker? Or are you going to be a stalker? So the guardian allows you to summon a spirit, an animal spirit. It requires concentration. You do it once per day. It's a bonus action. And it only lasts for a minute. And it, you know, because it requires concentration, you can't do hunter's mark. And that makes rangers sad. Do you, so what kind of animal can be your animal spirit? Uh... Could you get an elephant as a spirit? You can flavor it however you want. Uh, Is there like limitations oh, wait, on the size of it? Guardian says when you spirit companion manifest, it takes the form of a brown bear. But I mean, they don't do anything. They're just like hovering there like, ooh, good. Hurt them more. Uh, seeker uh, takes the form of a giant eagle. And then the stalker, uh, a dire wolf. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, you can flavor it however you want. They're yeah. not doing anything. Um, Is it like a shimmery like illusion of an animal? I'm sure it could be. Uh, magical power. Bah, bah, bah. Your spirit companion manifests as an animal for one minute until your concentration is broken. You can also dismiss it as a bonus action. Uh, the manifested creature gains a bonus to attack rolls and saving throws equal to your wisdom modifier. It uses the hit points of the animal stat block or half your hit point maximum, whichever is higher. Okay. The manifested creature takes its turn on your initiative and acts immediately after you. You control its actions otherwise. So, uh, yeah, I guess it does take the form of like a... a a physical creature and then just moves around for a minute and it has its own attack rolls, which is nice. And yeah. it's fine. Um, it's nothing to write home about, but it's better than they've done before with the ranger. With some of the stuff. Yeah, it, 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 it's fine. Um, the guardian, basically whenever you have your, your brown bear uh, active, uh, you can use a bonus action and you can give a creature, including yourself, uh, temporary hit points equal to 2d6 plus your wisdom modifier. So it gives you things to do uh, for your bonus action while you have your creature up and it's murdering things when you can't throw up your hunter's mark. Uh, Seeker gives you advantage against uh, a single creature that you can see every time you use your bonus action. And then a Stalker uh, just allows you to deal an extra 2d6 plus your wisdom damage on your next attack. Okay, I stopped paying attention. Is that good? Yeah, it's fine. It, it, it allows you to do more damage. Yay. But still, it takes away your Hunter's Mark. And and, and these do a little bit more than what a Hunter's Mark normally does. Mm-hmm. And you have an animal in there uh, filling up the action economy, which is yeah. always good. But I think there's a reason why it... <laughs> Only went to fifth level. <laughs> yeah, and, and they didn't do anything more with it. Right. It's so. just... We, like, you don't even really get an animal companion. Like, if you really wanted a beast... You, you don't get it. You, you you get the facsimile of a beast. You, you you get the spirit of a beast. And it's like, oh, I love Ginger for one minute every day. I get to see her. And then I don't worry about her. She's gone. Yeah. All right, let's go on to... 2016. 16. The Ranger Revised. Uh, I actually like this Ranger. I think it does a lot of cool things. Um, it's back down to a D10, which is same as Fighter. Right, makes I sense. still always feel like Rangers should be D8s. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I assume they're D8s. Your favorite enemy gets a uh, really nice rework, uh, where now you pick a favored enemy, and you do plus bo- two bonus to damage rolls with weapon attacks. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the ribbon-type stuff, where you have advantage on survival checks to track them, and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. The, the the real big thing is you get that plus two bonus to damage rolls, which is great at, at first level, you know. Uh, yeah. And you're fighting hordes of undead. Cobalt. 
or kobolds. Uh, natural Explorer, uh, it's still just another ribbon they tack on there. Uh, fighting style, nothing's changed there. Nothing really changes with the rest of it, except at 6th level, you get Greater Favorite Enemy, which uh, you pick another favorite enemy, and your, uh, your damage ro- rolls now do plus 4 to all your favorite enemies. So that's nice. You get a little mm-hmm. boost there. What about Primeval, Prime, whatever, Awareness? Uh, it, it just allows you to find... It's basically like detect evil um, and good, except you have a bigger range for it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It, it it doesn't really do much for me. It came up a couple of times, but it's it's like this city has fiends in it. Neat. <laughs> Yay! I, I it it helps. Uh, the player's handbook doesn't tell you the. Uh, yeah, it doesn't reveal the location or number of creatures. So if you're trying to hunt a dragon, it's like, yep, it's somewhere in this five miles. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's good because that's what we already knew. I assume at the top of the mountain, but who <laughs> knows? Uh, whereas the Ranger Revised does tell you the general direction and distance and miles from you. So that's a little bit more useful. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So at third level, you get an anim- animal companion. Uh, if you take that right. conclave, yes. It- Ape, black bear, boar, giant badger, giant weasel, mule, panther, or wolf. I'm going Who with the mule. Fuck is taking a mule. <laughs> I mean, badger I can get around because badgers are just fucking evil creatures. No, badger is CR zero, but giant weasel or mule? Uh, weasel is oh no, giant badger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, let's look. At Who's CR taking eight. a mule? One sec. I good for carrying shit. At CR eight, they deal. <laughs> Beast of Burden, it's considered a large animal for the purposes of determining its carrying capacity. Plus two to hit, and it deals 1d4 plus two damage. <laughs> Let's look at Giant Badger. No one's gonna, you're not gonna take a panther? Or an ape? You can keep talking. Uh, I think right back. ape is the best option, really. Or the bear. Bear, I think black bear. Giant Badger, uh, plus three to hit, and then does 2d4 plus one slashing damage, or you can do its 1d6 plus one biting damage. It's fine. Chris has deserted me, but instead of hitting pause and then forgetting to unpause it, uh, I will go ahead and talk a little bit more about the Animal Companion at third level. Um, It costs 50 gold for you to call it forth from the wilderness, and then it just hangs around. Uh, If your Animal Companion never dies, you can spend 25 gold uh, worth of rare herbs and five foods, uh, and eight hours of work to Create it a new body. So that's that's fun. Uh, the next things that kind of go along with it is that now your animal companion levels up with you. Your proficiency bonus uh, improves its AC, its skills, saving throws, attack bonuses, and damage rolls. So that's really good. And then also, every time that you, the ranger, gets an ability score increase, your companion also gets an ability score increase. Uh, it doesn't specify that your animal companion can take feats, but I would definitely allow it. Especially like tavern brawler feet, that would be very fun and flavorful. Or even the sentinel feet would be really good. Uh, and then another thing that uh, happens for the ranger is that uh, the revised ranger from 2016 is that they know uh, not all rangers get an extra attack. Now only um, all rangers except the beast master get extra attacks instead of the extra attack they get coordinated attack where you and your animal companion uh form a more potent fighting team when you use the attack action on your turn if your companion can see you it can use its reaction to make a melee attack so that's kind of the extra attack that they're going for and because of the bonus uh with your proficiency and stuff you are going to be dealing a similar amount of damage now it, it doesn't get your hunter's mark damage if you have that up but 
I guess you can't have everything. And then, uh, 7th level, your beast, uh, has advantage on saving throws. 11th level, uh, it can use its action to make melee attack against a creature of your choice within 5 feet of it. Um, it, or, it can use its action to make melee attack against each creature of its choice within 5 feet. So it, it's starting to do a little bit more damage. And then 15th level, it can use its reaction to have attacks damage against it. So yes, it's everything you said. And Chris is now back. Hey, look, eventually... It's you know, fine. Ten years down the road, we'll actually have to be able to not record this in my basement, so I won't have to go check on my kids and let the dog out. <laughs> or pee, because you drink too much tea. Well, I just did all three. <laughs> okay. Well, uh... So we're already done with 16, the only one I have open. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, 2016, it's fine. It's it's a little bit of an improvement. There's still a couple of little things here and there that I don't really care for. Well, you said at the beginning of this, this was like probably the best one you've seen. Yeah, uh, no. Well, it is the best completed one I've seen, which is between <laughs> the Player's Handbook and the 2016 Ranger Revised. Gotcha. Okay. So, but I mean, that's not really too hard for it. Uh, the last one I want to talk about is a little bit less talked about Ranger because it was never uh, officially like written up uh, or released through Unearth Arcana. It is what Mike Merle did on his Happy Fun Hour back in November 20th. In 2018, uh, there's a lot of cool changes in here um, that I liked, and I hope that they kind of follow through and uh, release an unearthed arcana for it. I don't think they're going to because there's been a lot of... I think Jeremy Crawford is very against uh, doing like revising the Ranger in any way. Of course he is. Whether good or bad, I don't know. But, well, they're probably never going to do anything more with the Ranger except release new uh, subclasses for it. Which I... I, it's their game, whatever. <laughs> uh, so basically, Mike Merles is working on a revised Ranger, November 2018. There's a couple of neat things. Um, favorite enemy um, is now uh, a uh, a general version. It's called Hunter's Eye. Uh, and you gain the following ability. You can study a cro- uh, creature, making it your query and analyzing it with a careful eye. And you you can start anticipating its moves and stuff. If if anyone's played like Pathfinder, there's a Slayer that uh, like where they um, where they can uh, basically like they're looking at a creature and studying a target. It's kind of what the Hunter's Eye is. What? Okay. Before we go any further, do Crawford and Merle's get along? Because I'm reading this thread that goes through, and it's just like, you know, this is 2000. It's 2018, actually, July 2018, and there's this huge. Twitter thread with Crawford being like, people are like, hey, are we going to revise the uh, the Ranger in Jeremy Crawford? Regarding the revised Ranger, I mentioned back in 2017 that we have no plans to release an alternate version of the class. That plan hasn't changed. And he just basically keeps saying that over and over and over again this entire thread. And then Merles is like, Meh, fuck you, I'm making one. <laughs> yeah, I, it, who knows? I okay, I just I thought it was weird. I mean, he is very adamant in this whole thing that they're not making, and they're not revising the Ranger. And then Merle's like, I'm revising it. <laughs> um, it just seems like a big fuck you. <laughs> lead designers are Jeremy Crawford and Mike Merle's. Um, Merle's is the old school. Merle's has been around forever, hasn't he? I mean, Yeah, Merle's was, I, th- I think, third edition is when he started. Um, well, he started working on a couple of things in third edition, and then uh, he got a little bit more... Uh, power and fourth edition and then fifth edition is when he uh, became uh, uh, higher up as it were but jeremy crawford has the final say when it comes to rules and things like that so basically you're crawford <laughs> maybe but basically as a bonus action mm-hmm. or if you um 
attack a creature, you put them, uh, you put your hunter's eye on them. And so, and you can just use this ability as many times as you want. It's fine. Uh, you get advantage on perception checks to detect them and to determine their motives, blah, 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 and survival checks. And then as a reaction, you can make a melee or ranged weapon attack against your favorite enemy every turn. Uh, you gain a number of times that you can use that reaction attack equal to half your ranger level. So you can't just keep whacking them. But, I mean, if you're level 20, then you get 10 uses of it to just hit them every long rest. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. And then at 6th level, you gain advantage on saving throws against your favorite uh, enemy spells, abilities, and effects. And then 14th level, once during your turn, if you miss an attack against your new favorite enemy, then you can make an additional weapon attack against it. So okay. Just kind of helps guarantee that you're going to hit them and deal damage to that favored enemy. And your favored enemy is just mm-hmm. whoever you're hitting at that t- point in time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah that's, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would rename like favorite enemy to Hunter's Eye, what they were calling it, where it's like you're, you're eyeing people up and testing out their defenses and whatnot. Okay. Natural Explorer feature is where it gets really exciting. <laughs> you can um, be an urban ranger. Yeah. yeah you can choose urban. But um, the natural explorer options are really cool because instead of getting a set bonus like, oh, you can't get lost in mountains or you can find more food, you actually get a mechanical bonus. Mm -hmm. So if you pick like the Arctic, you gain resistance to cold damage. That would make sense. You pick coast, you get a swim speed. Desert, you gain resistance to fire damage. (laughs) Forest, you are proficient in perception. Uh, Your proficiency bonus is doubled. So basically you get uh, expertise in perception, which is really cool. Yep. Grasslands, your speed increases by 10. <laughs> you can run really fast in the grass. <laughs> uh, mountains, you gain a climb speed equal to your, uh, equal to your normal speed. Swamp. Well, in the mountains, I'm just going to follow the path up. Just, just saying. <laughs> uh, swamp, you gain resistance to poison damage, immune to disease. That's a good one. And then the underdark is really nice. Uh, you learn undercarmen, and if you do not have dark vision, you gain it with a range of 30 feet. Ooh, if, if you, you have dark that's vision, nice, yeah. you gain blind sight with a range of 5 feet. I mean, it's not a lot, but that's that's I nice. Mean, that's better than none. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, he didn't have anything yet for Urban. Uh, fighting styles, uh, he introduced... Well, I'm looking at Urban, and it says you can learn one humanoid mm-hmm. language of your choice if you're proficient with the investigation. Uh, I think that might be something else, but... Yeah, it's it's taking it and just oh, okay. tweaking it They're a little bit. They're doing their own thing to it. Right. Okay, keep going. Uh, fighting styles, uh, he presented a couple... Or a new fighting style called Whirling Blades. Which I like. If you have two weapon fightings while you're while you're wearing light or no armor, uh, it doesn't take your bonus action to use your offhand uh, weapon attack, mm-hmm. and you can add your ability modifier to the second attack. That's pretty powerful. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you, but you uh, you can still gain the benefits of two weapon fighting once during turn. So you can't just keep hitting them with your offhand attack. It's still right. like it still takes something, but yeah, but it's not taking your bonus action, which is yeah. pretty important. So now you can do Hunter's Mark and then still hit them with yeah. your offhand attack, which is good. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, starting at second level, I think you're going to like this. You can opt to replace your spellcasting feature with either a Beast Companion or the Mighty Slayer class features. So basically, you just take out the spells, mm-hmm. toss them in the trash, and like, I'm going to get me an animal. As long as it's a war elf, and I'm down with it. <laughs> uh, you gain a Beast Companion that accompanies you on your adventures. Now, anyone gains a Beast Companion. But if you take the Beast Companion uh, and get rid of the spellcasting feature, you get stronger Beast Companions. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, add your proficiency to their AC, blah, 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 blah. Now, the thing is, do they get to attack on their own? I guess we'll get into it that. It rolls second. initiative like any other creature. So it gets its own initiative, and then it just do what it do. If it does have a multi-attack option, it can't use it. 
until at a later level. Um, but it it's attacking without you having to use any of your actions. It's helping out the action economy, and yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, and then at fifth level, the beast attacks count as magic weapons for purposes of overcoming resistances or immunities, which is a little early compared to some of the other features. I think monks mm-hmm. get it at like sixth or seventh level. But right. Cool. And then, uh, so that's that's beast companions. Everyone gets a beast companion. Uh, the mighty slayer, uh, basically starting at second level, uh, you and you um, you get a lot of martial abilities uh, that you can exploit. Uh, basically, these are just uh, it, uh, the fighter's uh, battle master, where they have a bunch of different attacks that they can do to like prone people or deal more damage or things like that. Uh, and so these are all really cool kind of stuff. It helps you deal a little bit more damage. And so now if you go the route of the Beastmaster and get rid of your spells, Ranger Companion is no longer quarter or lower. It's now half or lower. So that means you can get a giant goat, a sea lion from Ghost of Saltmarsh, an ape, black bear, a clawfoot raptor, or like a crocodile to be your Beast Companion. I just, I'm trying to picture someone walking to a city with a raptor. <laughs> Uh, no attention. Yep. And then at seventh level, you can use your bonus action to allow your beast to take the dash, disengage, or help action on its turn as a bonus action. So basically, you use your bonus action. It's like, hey, you should dodge. And then it's like, as my bonus action, I'm going to dodge. <laughs> I'd still just use it. I mean, I, I guess after at that point, you just already have your hunter's mark up, and you're just, I got nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, let's do this for yeah. him. And then the rest of it hasn't been uh, worked out yet just because he has not got... Like, he worked on it twice and then has not gone back to it. So, uh, unfortunately, it's incompleted. Um, you mean it's incomplete? Yes, he incompleted it. <laughs> Boy. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of interesting things that he's doing there. I especially like the um, the Natural Explorer abilities where you get those bonuses based off of what terrain you pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hunter's eye is kind of a cool ability, and I, I, I hope they go up to this and they start working on it a little bit more because I would really like to see what they do, especially how they would. Um, well, Crawford won't because he said numerous times they're not going to. How they would balance out getting rid of the spell casting system mm-hmm. in favor of a stronger beast or a stronger uh, martial abilities or things like that. And I can get behind that. Yes, yes, because for the longest time you thought rangers so- shouldn't get spells. I think it's silly. So, a couple questions, okay. and then we can, I don't know, talk about something else random. First off, do you feel as it's progressed that the ranger has gotten more rogue abilities? Like, Vanish feels a little... It's definitely a little roguish that... Not I, may, maybe not... Maybe I mean, flavor? you could say it's like 40% fighter, or 45% fighter, 45% uh drew it and then like 10 percent rogue just yeah they just <laughs> added a little bit of rogue in right yeah I, maybe that's your robin hood in there <laughs> okay yeah there you go robin hood beautiful what i mean do How you would i fix the ranger well no i'm not there yet oh, okay do would you play a ranger or a druid if you had your choice if those were the two classes <laughs> you could I play. Only pick those two um which ranger am i playing whichever one you want well no i mean like, which version of the ranger anyone you want uh uh, you really want to say ranger, but you're like druid. <laughs> the- no, it's it's not even that. It's it's more of I don't have a character that I would want to play as a ranger or druid. I I I don't really care for the classes themselves. That's not an answer. You have to. Pick I would one. go ranger because I just I like mixing spellcasting and hitting things. Okay, great. I don't really care for the druid spells. 
You get the hit stuff when you turn into a direwolf. Yeah, I, I just don't really care for divine magic that much. I like arcane shit. All right, I can get behind that. Or bard. I, I, well, I mean, <sighs> bard's also arcane caster. All right, so what would you do to improve the range? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best question. Uh, and I mean, like, this has been an hour of just me kind of talking at you about all the different ranger stuff so hopefully it's not too crazy i haven't paid any attention so that's fine that's fine (laughs) um hunter's mark is such a key ability for the ranger that they don't pick it as a spell they're basically gimping themselves if that's the case then what needs to happen is that hunter's mark becomes a class ability for the ranger so that should definitely happen is that hunter's mark is no longer a spell that anyone could pick up it is now a class ability for the ranger and that makes it special to rangers so it's an ability Ability, not a spell, like I had said before. That I think. Yeah, that, yeah. Like okay, like it should take. They should get rid of Hunter's Mark and then uh, do like Hunter's Eye or something from Merle's revised Ranger. Then I agree with you a hundred percent. Okay. Uh, and then Natural Explorer, I really like Merle's thing, where you actually get a bonus based off of. Yes. That, that, that feels very thematic towards the terrain. I think that's great too. That's great. There, there's way too many ribbons, I feel like, in the class, and I'm not going to go list through them all because I'm tired of reading from the page, <laughs> that are just weak, and it doesn't make sense why you get them. Like, one of the abilities, like, you don't suffer difficult terrain, and this is at, like, 11th or something level. It's just that, while flavorful, should be pulled back to one of the earlier levels because that is just too weak to be getting at, you know, when, when you're supposed to be saving... Uh, like kingdoms from collapse, and um, you're not getting anything useful. You're getting you're getting a prize at the bottom of your situational. You're getting a prize at the bottom of the cracker jacks instead of something good. Uh, The beast companion. I I don't ever want to have a beast companion. Whenever I don't want to think of animal. I know some people want that animal going along with them, and that's fine. Like everybody in our current campaign that has to have a fucking pet. Chris, you already complained about it. I left mine at home. It's it's fine. I I think if it was required that all rangers get a beast companion, I wouldn't want to play a ranger because I so I don't like Merle's idea that everyone gets a quarter CR beast companion. But okay, uh, because then I feel like I need to have a, a beast companion or else I'm gimping myself. And right. so then I have to be like, I guess I'll go with the bear and because the mule. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the mule guys you know it's not gonna be useful fighting but we can put all God will it taste good it. when we have yeah. to kill it <laughs> Oi. um and then would you keep spells yeah i would keep spells because i think spells are uh important in fifth edition to have okay so otherwise you have to up the amount of damage that you're going to do a per attacks so let me ask you this question then would you keep getting spells if you were giving them more useful abilities at lower levels would you continue to give them spells starting at second level or might you bump that up a little bit to like third level just a smidge uh oh you mean like third casters like eldritch knights Mm -hmm. would be um i could see them being third casters like that uh that does mean they don't get fifth level or yeah i don't think they get fifth level spells at that point which is yeah you know uh sad for them but again you're just getting druid spells so whatever a lot of love for the druid out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll, I'll get some hate now. I'm sure. Okay. People like the it's, druid. I'm. I don't. I'm. Not, I don't. Don't particularly care for them either. I hate nature in general. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I. I like the control spells that wizards get. I just let me relook at them. <laughs> like all of a sudden, your opinion will change. Yeah, yeah they're fine. Yeah, they're, they're fine spells if you want to be nature boy. I 
I guess I just don't care about nature that much. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a big nature fan. I grew up in cities, so I'm like, meh, I'll play a rogue. (laughs) They're cool, they're neat, but you should just play a cleric (laughs) if you want divine spells. Yep. So, oh. Paladin so you can smite the uh, shit out of things. I'm looking forward to smite things. So, overall, have they, you feel that they, do you, all right. Also, I'd fix their capstone, so it's actually something useful. Yeah. Well, we've made that pretty clear, I think. Yeah. So the ranger's incomplete. There's potential, but it's I once again incomplete as a class. They have too many flavorful things going on, and not enough mechanic crunch to them. Okay. Right now, you know they're they're very pretty to look at, but if you wipe away some of the ribbons, and there's nothing there really of substance that's going to help you stand out. Right. Especially if you go beast companion, because then you're just gimping yourself and. For flavor. Yeah, that doesn't seem to make much sense. To and me, you don't get bonus points for giving yourself the flavor. Nope. All right. There we have it. The ranger. Everybody's favorite class. Not really. Yeah. Would you go ranger or druid? Ranger. I think, I don't know. I'm not a fan of, I, I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of the druid. Uh, I think the ranger has potential. You'd have to be very careful on how you did things, and I would never go beastmaster. I mean, if you could just figure out the correct your correct like order to do things in a turn because you have a lot of these things where you're like uh, what do i use my bonus section or what do i do that if you can get it down and how it works for you and how it works in the situation i think it's got some potential but i'd also use a bow yeah well and uh, range that, that feels a bit monotonous it's like oh i gotta do this first and then this and then no, this no. and then right but if you could you know if you can like in certain situations know like Hmm, I should do this, and then a different situation. Oh, I flip it around, and it seems like it's there's a lot of confusion where you're just like, I need to do these same things, like you're saying, in the exact order every time, or I'm useless. I I don't buy into that. I but I mean, I think that they are a good. I think that they have they have a they have the potential to hang back and defend your spellcasters. They have a little bit of a chance to go up and do like. Maybe one quick rogue type ability, jump out of your bush. They they have they have options. You know, you're not just casting spells and you're not just walking up and hitting things. They have some interesting options. I'm just you'd have to figure out how to play it situationally. Mm-hmm. That's all. So yeah, all right. Yay! There's the ranger. Never want to think about them again. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So I think the last short part. We've had a request from one of our patrons to talk about how we do homebrew. And I think this should just be short, and I think it should be just a kind of a little ongoing thing. What are your thoughts on that? I don't care. Okay, this is what we're doing. So. I'm so excited. Yes. Well, you do most of the homebrew, even most of mine. So let's start real simple, and it's not going to be math. Because I seem like that's. the, The simplest way of doing homebrew is look at a monster. Stealing everything else from <laughs> I mean, the way I, I started it was just... Uh, the first homebrew I did was monsters. Because mm-hmm. those are going to be the easiest you're going to have right. to work with. Basically, all you have to do is you look, oh, hey, this monster is similar to what I want, but it's not the right CR. So then, I'm, so then you look at another monster, and you look for the appropriate CR that you're looking for, and you kind of compare them. You look at a couple of different other CRs, and it's just like, this has the health. Uh, but lower AC. I imagine it with more AC. All right, so well, then I should adjust the health. And the Dungeons Master's Guide, uh, one of the pages, I can't remember off the top of my head, has a very good um, average for average health, average AC, average 
to hit average damage per round that you can expect a creature to do at its given CR. Okay. Those are loosened fast rules, but it, it, it'll help you uh, making sure that you're not making a creature too strong. Right. Um, and there, there's, there's with 5e, there's a good bit of wiggle um, in CRs. I mean, like a, a shadow is a CR half creature. It does a D4 strength drain on a hit, which can wipe the fuck out of your barbarian if you have, you know, Good. like 10 <laughs> shadows just hanging out and they all attack your barbarian like that. That'll wipe out your barbarian, but they only have a plus four to hit. Not that great of a chance for them to hit. And so now it's, oh, well, maybe they won't. And then it's, they have uh, a really small amount of health. So it's like, oh, uh, they're going to be really easy to kill. Right. And they have a bunch of immunities, or they have two immunities and a bunch of resistances. So they are bulky in a sense, but they are still very weak because they have barely any health. And then you can look at something like the Tresque, where it has a huge amount of health, <laughs> huge amount of AC, huge amount of stats, but that's because it is also a CR 30 creature. Speaking of which, I want to go see Godzilla. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. It looks good. And so... You know, there there is a huge amount of wiggle when it kind of comes to how strong your creature is. And the biggest thing is just looking at what what's already there and then kind of comparing and contrasting based off of um, what you're trying to do. And also keep in mind, what is your party makeup? Like, is your party heavy hitters? Like, does everyone like, ooh, I love power gaming and rolling more dice is more better? Or <laughs> is it more of, yeah, uh... I took Barbarian, but I decided to dump Strength because, you know, I really wanted him to get in touch with his emotional side. It's like, well, I guess we're going to make these monsters a little weaker. Yeah. So, so what you're basically saying, and, and do you think this is a fault in a lot of homebrew monsters? We'll talk about monsters today, I guess. Things that you look at, people use that as a, they're like, oh, I'm going to make X monster. Yeah. And they look at the guidelines and they're like, okay, I like for my CR1 creature that I'm creating... I like it, but the AC is a little low because I'm thinking it has, you know, a shell or something, let's say. So I'm going to up the AC. And then you're like, mm, okay, well, I think that's great. And they don't make any other adjustments. Do you think that's, that's something? A f- uh, depending think- on how much they increase the AC, right. it's not a big deal. I guess I'm using it as an example, but do you feel that people have a tendency to increase different abilities for the monsters whether it's a stat or giving them an extra ability or an extra attack and they don't compensate for it i think people have the problem of increasing a monster's hp so much that it makes the fight last longer so then they can use all the abilities that a monster has that's a good way to put it okay um because like I've seen, uh, you know, like a, a monster that you know you're going up against level five people has enough HP staying power to stay there for three, four, five rounds, which will mean that it, your combat's going to last hours. And yeah, and and for bosses, I mean, that's not a big deal, but for just like an everyday fight, that's 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 a problem. If you if you're running into a problem where you have all these abilities you want your monster to do, and so you've given them so much more health so that they can last longer, make separate creatures that have different abilities, and then just throw them on there with okay. less HP, maybe even a lower AC, just so that, you know, they all get a chance to do these cool abilities that are probably, like, dialed down a little bit, and your uh, your players get to murder things and feel awesome for overcoming this challenge. Okay. Know? Don't let the challenge be, how long is this fight going to be? Let, let the challenge be, um, you know, em- empowering the players and letting them uh, you know, feel powerful. When you do homebrew monsters, yes, what 
guess what he uses inspiration for that because a homebrew monster is you know i think one of the next weeks we'll talk about like why did you why did you pick tools as something that you wanted to focus on but that has a that has I made a mistake <laughs> a big mistake um <laughs> there's 27 of them <laughs> please send help <laughs> i'm only on nine so so but that was something that was it was there you're adjusting them for a monster it seems like a lot of people just come up with these they don't use a different monster as inspiration a lot of people will just be like i have this idea for something in my head it's going to be a floating giant whatever it's going to be a flump um floating you, giant eyeball yeah let's with see eye stocks. with eye stocks do you draw from other monsters to use inspiration or did you just like no i like the thought of this and now he's he's i he i love him and i hug him and i'm naming him george <laughs> Uh, I, I Where do you draw your inspiration from? Uh, basically, I figure out first. I figure out what CR do I need this creature to be, and that's based off of the level of my party. Mm-hmm. And then I look at what other creatures of appropriate CR have uh, in the way of AC, health. I don't just look at one creature; I look at you know five or ten of them. And then once I have a clear idea as to what's supposed to be like. Um, I start building the creature, and then I also think about its abilities. What ability do I want? And I'll look at a bunch of different abilities that are close to it, and if something isn't exactly what I want, then I'll make something up that's close enough, or I'll use something that is close enough. Um, or, like, I'll reflavor something. So, you know, a, a dragon's breath attack. Well, that's that's cool. Uh, but what if my creature just, you know, uh, has a flamethrower? Well, that, that's reflavoring the breath attack. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. It's... It's, there's a huge focus on reflavoring, you know, uh, just because something says it does one thing doesn't mean that's how it does it. You can reflavor everything. So it, it makes more sense for your creature to do it. And then once I'm done looking at the creature, kind of compare to something else of its appropriate CR level, just to make sure, Hey, I didn't accidentally, you know, go crazy with its health or with its AC, but it's, it's a lot of borrowing off of other creatures. Okay. Good, because um, the designers have already gone through and made a bunch. They 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 have a hidden spreadsheet where it has all of how things should work. They have all the math that they're not going to release to the public. So you should you should trust their CR more so than just uh, your your own like gut. Okay, good. So I'm going to give a free plug to uh, someone that we follow and follows us on Twitter. Did you see the release that uh, Cinderblock Sally put out with all the monsters that not. he created? It's pretty good. You should check it out. My favorite part of that, the monsters are good. I okay. mean, they're, they're good. Some of them are really interesting. But where I'm really jealous is he can free sketch all the monsters of what he has the vision in his yeah. mind of what they look like. And they're fucking awesome. I will have to check that out. Um, and I'll leave a link in the show notes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it. That I am super jealous of people who can draw. I, it takes me an hour to make a stick figure. So, and I think that adds so much, you know, to, well, starting in 5e, because good God, I didn't, you get a visual image of what you think the creature should look like. And when they include the art, then you're like, this is what the creature looks like. You're not, you know, you're just like, boom, I know what it is, you know, except like in one e, you're like, oh God, no, that's not what it's going to be. Um, so, I thought that was awesome. If you haven't looked at it, look at it. it there's some pretty good stuff in there because uh, art costs a lot. All right. So, I mean, what else about how many monsters have you made? And are they sitting on our Patreon for people? Oh, oh you're so good at that. Good Subtle. segue. I don't know. I've lost count. 
Okay, so there's there's a good amount. Yeah, there's 30, 40 monsters sitting there just waiting to be used. A lot of them are high CR level ones because I really started making more for late game because they're, uh, Mordekainen's Tomb of Foes hadn't come out yet, so mm-hmm. I was limited in the monster manual as to what I could throw at, you know, yeah. level 16 plus characters. Um, and so, like, I've made, like, a false hydra, which is a really interesting creature, um, that I won't go into right now. Uh, there's, uh, big bad evil guys that I use for the campaign. There's, uh, big shadow dragons that are reflavored into aberrations. So they're um, not all, like, descendants of kobolds, then? No, they're not all. I do have a comic, kamikaze kobold corpse that's based off of one uh. of the, uh, Dragon Magazine things where they all have like a bead of fireball and they're just like trying to kamikaze themselves on yes. the players. Yes, we ran into one of those. It ended poorly for us and him because he blew up. Um, all right, it happens. That's where I struggle. It's the math. I yep. mean, because it really comes down, you can have a great idea. You can have this mental image of a monster in your head and be like, this thing's going to be badass. And I think that most people, when they start doing it, they fail at the math portion of it. Well, and the goal isn't you should not be seeing your monster winning at the end of the game. <laughs> your players should be winning against the monster. Wait, wait. That's <laughs> never been your philosophy. <laughs> Shh, we're on the podcast. <laughs> the All right. Even the final boss of the final session of the final campaign should not be they're going to win. It's the idea should be your players are going to win. But at what cost? Right. And that's not to say that you don't play your monsters like they count. Like, they're not just like, oh, here's something you have to fight and you'll beat it. I mean, you play your monsters as, I mean, you get sad when we kill some of your favorite monsters. They're not just going to... They had a family. Yeah, they're not just going to lay down and die. You're playing them like a player would play his monster. Um, and I guess you probably feel a little more connection to them since you created them. They're your babies. I just throw them at you guys again and just reflavor them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Thanks. not a shadow dragon. It's a beholder dragon. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's a light shadow dragon. It's dusk, so you can't really get quite it see it. Yeah, no, I'm horrible. It's a rug dragon. It's a rug dragon. All right. Uh, I think that covers monster. I mean, what homebrew do you see the most of? I don't feel like monsters is what people make the most. I homebrew. see a lot of magic items. Yeah, magic items are. Uh, are probably one of the bigger um subclasses subclasses not so much um i see a lot of classes though classes are hard to make classes take a long time yeah to get it right anybody can throw a class together i I guess my last question and then we can uh finally end this saga do you enjoy making homebrew i know there's two different philosophies of the game some people just like it's the al it's it is what it is what it is and then there's homebrew not no not all people do just a pure homebrew most people maybe take yeah everything's kind of mixed i like homebrew um i like making my own stuff just because i'm uh uh uh, control freak what oh oh, Uh, no life yeah sure okay outside of like you know your dog and your wife i guess I better put that in a different order. I should just listen to it it's great i like making homebrew i was making homebrew before i even started dming so cool last question how was greece this asshole went to greece without me I don't blame him. It was great. You weren't there. <laughs> Speaking of going places, we're going to Gen Con, correct? Yes, we're going to be at Gen Con. So, you know, uh, hopefully <laughs> we can see you there. With everybody else on the planet. Yeah, it'll uh, be Four-day pass. You, did you get it? I did. Fantastic. I'll be there all four days for some reason. Yeah. Doing something. Yep. Never been before, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I don't get that. You're like 
I was going to go last year, but the the problem is the boy's birthday is like the same time as Gen Con, and we were going on vacation. So oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, well, uh, I got to go. Let's see. I think Thursday we're going with the fam because uh, they want to play games. They love like going up to the upper, the second floor, and just playing all the random board games. I think we're signed up for a couple Dominion tournament, tournaments, which will be fun. And then the boys going to something else, and then we'll do a lot of networking. So if you're going to be there, let us know. We'll get together and see what we can talk about. One last thing, if you like what we're doing here and you want to hear us more often, definitely check out our Patreon as we're, you know, we, we would love to do this every week instead of just every other week. Plus, you'll, uh, we have a couple of things that we're working on in the pipeline to uh, increase our podcast for Patreon. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll share with you once we have more details on that. One last thing, uh, please review us on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. Yes. Yes, we would. It would be great. Say goodbye, Chris. No, that's my line. Screw you.